0: You're listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break. Whether you're a big-hearted creative or an aspiring entrepreneur, let's take action on your dreams. Reconnecting you with your why and giving you the how. I'm here to dish out actionable mindset tips and fun industry secrets to help you blow up your biz. From eye-opening reality checks to motivational gold, no two episodes are ever the same. So tune in weekly. Skip the FOMO and let's dive into the deep together. Hey, Make Your Breakers. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Jai Long, your business coach. Thank you for always tuning in, listening, leaving reviews, sharing with your friends. I always appreciate it. I know a lot of people split down the middle between loving the fact that I talk a lot about investing and money and financial freedom and I have a lot of other people that don't love it and think that I talk about it a little bit too much. So for those people, this episode is not for you. But if you do like to talk about money, your the health of your finances and everything else, there, investing mindset, then today is really for you. And I think it's going to be a really good episode. It's going to clear a lot of things up. And to be honest, like we're just going to have a really good one-to-one conversation here. So I don't want to overcomplicate anything. I'm just going to open up, share my journey, what I've gone through to get to where I am when it comes to investing. I'm to give you the tips and tricks and, and the secrets that you need to empower yourself with taking financial control of your finances and everything else. And yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. And I do believe that you'll probably want to listen to this podcast episode more than once. Also, if you do have some friends that are a little bit, hmm, what's the word? They're a little bit scared of their finances. Maybe they're in financial trouble. Maybe they just are looking for a resource. They're not too sure where to look. I do believe you should share this episode with them because the more that we open up and talk about these things, the more it becomes normal and the more that we all lift the tide and raise all the ships, which is really important. So let's get straight into it. Today, I want to talk about investing. Now, I know when you're listening to me talk about investing, there's a few things that come up. One is a lot of people have told you to go and do your own research and go find a financial advisor and go sign up to a course and, and do a bunch of things. And I know it can be really scary. Now, trust me when I say I have been where you are. I have been scared, especially at the start of the journey. I didn't know what I was doing and I know how you feel. When it comes to money, we work so hard for it. And a lot of the times we feel like we don't have enough of it. It doesn't hang around for long enough. And so we are very scared of losing it. In fact, in human nature, we are more scared of losing money, the little money that we have, than we are excited about making more money. So if if you got $50 And then I said to you, you can invest, but you stand to lose 50, but you could double your money and make a hundred. A lot of the times we wouldn't bet the 50 reason being is if you lost $50, it's going to hurt you a lot more than if you gained a hundred dollars, because if you gained a hundred dollars is not that much more, but if you lost 50, that was all the money that you had. So you needed the $50, right? So it can be really hard there's a lot of educators out there. There's a lot of YouTube channels. There's a lot of things that actually spread a lot of misinformation as well. There's actually a lot of financial advisors that can take advantage of you. And this is all true. And I know that I'm just confirming your suspicions here because I know that you deep down a lot of the time don't trust financial advisors or trust anybody telling you what to do with your money. Now, I 100% agree with you. I've been ripped off so many times and I'm going to talk about all of that. But what I do want to say is I don't want you to stop yourself from moving forward because of your past experiences. A lot of the times the biggest mistake that we make is not the mistake itself. It's the fact that we allow that mistake to own our journey and stop us in our tracks. That is the biggest mistake. You know, not the mistake itself because the mistake itself, you can learn from that you can move forward. It gives you a lot of power and knowledge and experience, but stopping yourself just because you made a mistake, that is the biggest mistake. So I want to encourage you in your dreams with thinking of investing. Why would you invest and what does that have anything to do with your dreams? Well, the more money that you make the more that you get time back, the more that you get life back, the more you get experiences back, right? So we work right now for money, like it or not. I know you're a creative entrepreneur and you probably think you only do your art and that's all you need to do. I totally understand. And that's the reason why this is so important because investing is the, it's seriously stepping out of swapping your time for money and then swapping money for money, right? Which is a huge thing. Now, I just want to sort of bring it back again and just justify your fears here because seriously, it can be so scary. It can be fucking scary to trust someone with your money, to actually go out there and put the money on the line. And especially if you don't exactly know what you're doing and if you're taking someone's word for it, and I have done that before and it can be really, really hard. So I want to make today's episode hopefully empowering for you just to think a little bit different when it comes to your own money and investing and your business and your success and everything else. And I want to share some of my experiences so you can see that it's the same for everybody and we're all trying to push through this and everything else. You know, that's what I'm always here for, helping you in your corner, take your business and life and finances to another level. Now, one thing I do want to say is I'm not a financial advisor. I have never been trained with financial advice. I've never gone to university for any of those things. And For me, everything is on personal experience and seeing experiences from other people around me as well. So I started young when I was 20 years old. So if you don't know how old I am, that's actually 16 years ago now. And I've been investing for 16 years and I have done a lot in between all of those. Now, before we get started, why invest? So this is the one big thing that can really take you to another level. A lot of the times, creative entrepreneurs, we don't love to always work for clients. We don't always love to swap our 40 hours per week for a little bit of money. We don't always love to work for the man. We don't always love to be told what to do. I don't know if that's you, but that's definitely me, right? And so for me, this vehicle was the thing that allowed me to change my life, right? The vehicle of investing. And it's so important to start thinking about this, especially if you have a business. Now, you're going to hear the reason why later on when I talk about all the secrets and where to start, but your business should allow you to create cash flow. So you are actually collecting money, but a business doesn't ever keep money and you don't ever keep money. And I can prove that right now. I could look at your bank account and I bet you you don't have that much money in there. No matter how much money you make per year, you'll end up with not much at the end of it. It's because we, as humans, just don't keep it. Businesses don't keep it. We are hungry beasts and we're always consuming, right? We need things to live. We need things to grow. We need things to prosper. So what do we do to hedge against that and hedge against inflation and the rising costs of everything? Well, we get our money. That little bit of money that we make, the little bit of profit, and then we put it into a vehicle that we believe is going to give us a return on investment, right? So a lot of this comes down to a belief system. You need to believe so deeply that the thing that you are investing in is worth your time and money to invest in. Incredibly important. I will share a few more stories on that really soon. So before we get into this, I want to qualify myself. Why am I the person to listen to when it comes to investing? First of all, I want you to listen to lots of people because it's really important to broaden your horizon, listen around, get a good perspective on money, your accounts and learn as much as you can. A lot of people say, where should I learn? Well, things that I would read are books. You go to Audible, right? And you can just type in money, cash flow, investing. There's going to be hundreds and hundreds of books that you can consume. Some of them are not great. It doesn't matter though, because every single book is going to have something there for you. So I believe you should go and listen to as many books as you can. That's my number one tip, right? Not YouTube. It's actually books for me personally. Investing, there is a lot of fundamentals that just work no matter the class of vehicle that you're using to try invest in or how much money that you're doing or whatever it is, wherever you are. Uh, And a lot of books talk about fundamentals where YouTube talks about a lot of hype, like what's happening right now, which is sometimes can be very short term, which is still good, but We're here for the long term and that's what we want. So just to qualify myself, I have made quite a bit of money in different verticals when it comes to investing. And I'm talking about in business, in myself, first foremost, in business, of course, in cryptocurrency, personally, in shares, yes, and in property. Now, three of those uh, verticals, I have done over a million dollars profit from as well, which is really cool. So that's $3 million. And since then, I've been able to scale up as well. So needless to say, I've been able to increase my net worth, but it wasn't always that way. You know, it was when I first started, it was fucking hard to give up my hard earned money when I needed it most make sacrifices, the sacrifices that I needed to in my life to be able to have that little bit more cash flow to invest in something that I believed in. And I didn't have any education when it came to money and finances. So for me, it really did feel like I was stabbing in the dark all the time. I lost a lot of money. I went through a lot of pain. I invested in the wrong things so many times. I got those hot tips from those smart friends that led to nothing. I hired a financial advisor that actually ripped me off and I end up worse off with the financial advisor than I was before. I have been told by experts to put money into a 401k, into my superannuation, into bonds, into you know stocks and different things that never worked out. Now, it wasn't their fault though. It was always my fault because what I did was I was taking the lazy route and I trusted someone else with my money instead of me learning what to do with my money. And the second that I took responsibility of my own money, my own education, of what I knew, it's the second I took responsibility, hear me say this all the time, when I said it's my fault that I hired the wrong financial advisor, it's my fault that I invested in that penny stock that my friend told me about without doing any research, you know, it's my fault, it was the second that my business, my mindset, my personal growth, everything turned around, my success, everything turned around. That's why I believe that is the number one biggest secret and the biggest thing that people just don't talk about. Man, take fucking control of your own life. Like it's so, so important, right? Take full responsibility. And one of the reasons, and I say this all the time, but it means if everything's your fault, it's really easy to fix because now it's in your control you get to stop making those bad decisions. You get to start educating yourself. You get to start having those different experiences. You get to fix the problem, which is really cool. And it's easier said than done because it takes a long time. But as I said before, I've gone through all of this. I know where you are and I know how it feels. And I know how it feels to feel trapped and to put the blame on other people because that's the first thing that we do. It's hard to admit that. It's hard for me to admit that I was wrong. And it's hard for me to admit that. I was naive and I made the big mistakes and I lost a lot of money. And I have to say to people that, uh, yeah, I lost. I personally lost over $100,000 in cryptocurrency. I personally got talked into buying two properties from a financial advisor where they filled their pockets up with kickbacks and affiliate commissions and everything else. And I was left with properties that were overpriced and didn't help me one bit. Like I did those things. So you don't have to if you're listening to this. So that's my backstory. That's what qualifies me. Yes, I do have big success now. No, I didn't get it overnight. No, nobody else helped me. I had to do everything myself. When I say take full responsibility of everything, I take full responsibility of all the negative things that happen, but also the positive things. Oh, good on you, Jai. You showed up. You kept going. You didn't allow past experiences stopping you from moving forward and then redoing things and making things happen again. Now, Here's a little backstory for you before we dive into it, because today's episode might be a little bit longer, but I want to give you context. I want you to come back and listen to this as many times as you have to, to get into that right mindset, to realize that investing is the number one ruler that's going to take you with that vehicle from where you are today to where you need to be, right? It's above business. It's above everything else. So my backstory was, I was actually making a lot of money back when I was in my early twenties, I was making a lot of money because I was working in the mines. I worked in a hospital, like a big community hospital in Western Australia. Then I came to Melbourne and I was working as an electrician, leading hand electrician. I worked my way up. And my boss at the time actually paid for our rent and moved us into this very bougie hat factory in Elwood in Melbourne. And it was a beautiful place. These townhouses, converted factories, two levels with an upstairs, balcony, rooftop, had a garden up there had a car park around the back, and the place was just absolutely incredible. And when I was there, we were definitely the poorest kids on the block because even though I was making over six figures and it was a great income, I moved my way up, there was a lot of people around me that were making the same amount of money as me, but they had money. And what I realized after being there for a year is I had the same amount of money at the end of the year as I did at the start of the year, even though I made a lot of money and I didn't even have any bills. I didn't understand where my money went and I didn't understand why I didn't build any wealth. What I did is I looked around at my neighbors and my neighbors, they had a really nice car. They were able to renovate their places. They owned all their own places in this hat factory and I'd talk to them and they were flourishing. And in fact, for some of them, I was even making more money than them, but they were miles ahead and they seemed to be more successful as time went on, where I was the opposite. I actually had more debt. How is this happening? And as I grew up in low socioeconomic area, I didn't know anything to do with money. All I knew was rich people are evil. You know, money doesn't buy you happiness. All those mantras that you get told when you're in a low socioeconomic area to justify the reasons why we're there, right? So I decided I wanted to learn money. And so I actually hired, the first thing I did, one of my friends told me that worst advice I ever listened to, like, Jai, you need a financial advisor. I was like, really? Yeah. That's what all the rich people do. Okay. So I went and got myself a financial advisor. These guys cost me about $20,000 for the first year. And I actually paid them up front, which wasn't a problem because I actually learned a lot from these guys. And I liked the fact that I could just pay them. And then I actually went in there and did seminars and I learned everything to do with investing. I loved it. 12 months on that. Also, every single afternoon and weekend, I was reading books on investing, on property, on how to multiply your money, how to grow your income, how to make more income, how to give away money, like all this stuff on mindset, strategies, property, shares, I was reading, reading, reading. And I believe this is what you need to do as well. You know, weekends and after work, if you've got no money right now, they're not for leisure and just relaxing and cruising around. Like you need to keep stacking that knowledge, learn those things. If you are stuck right now and you don't know where you, where you are and how you can get out of a situation, then I do believe you should spend that time, turn your house into a library and read as much as you can, listen to as much as you can, learn as much as you can. Now, where I went wrong was these financial advisors, they built trust. And then at the end of the year, I was actually making a lot of money, but I didn't have that much time. And they convinced me, well, it wasn't that much of a convince, but they sold me on buying a couple of properties, two properties. And what the problem was, I didn't really do any of my research, even though I was learning everything, because I trusted these people. They sold me two overpriced properties and that was 10 years ago and today I still have those properties and they're still worth the same as the day that I bought them. In fact, they went down a little bit, which is a shame because so many properties around the area everywhere have gone up except these two. Now, what I learned later on is these guys actually went out of business because they got sued and you know there were so many negative stories that came up, but they were lining their pockets by overselling really expensive things that they were buying from developers really cheap and then they're getting kickback after kickback after kickback. And then the people that lost were the people that were investing their money for the future. The people that were doing the right thing that they thought, you know, which was me. I thought I was doing the right thing by investing my money, my hard earned money. So you can imagine after that, I invested, I saved up, all my savings was $100,000 and I put all of that into these properties. Plus then I had to stretch and borrow some more money of some friends to make it work. And at the end of all that, I didn't have any money. And then I felt like I was used up, spat out and then... I was there to defend myself, which is a hard place to be in. The moral of that story really for me was, um, and how how does this relate to you? A lot of the times we can take blind advice and go, like, someone told me I need a financial advisor. Okay, I'm going to do that. Or someone told me I need 401k. I'm going to do that. Someone told me I need to put more money in superannuation. I'm going to do that. Someone told me that you can get tax breaks from doing this and that. I'm going to do that. Someone told me a penny stock I need to put my money on real quick is a real good share. And they've made money before. I'm going to do that. And we listen to too many people and we don't listen to ourselves. So one of the big things, if you can relate to that story at all, is I was just blindly allowing someone else to look after my money because I was scared to do it myself. I was scared to learn anything. I felt like I didn't have the knowledge. I couldn't afford it. I felt like I wasn't smart enough, like so many things, right? And if anyone is selling you something and you feel like you're not smart enough and you don't understand the thing that they're selling you, then it's probably a ripoff. because if someone is genuine, they should be able to explain to you what the concept is as if you are a three year old. (laughs) So I don't want you to fall into get rich quick schemes and any of those traps. I do believe in getting, get rich quick. There's a podcast episode on that. So I'm not saying don't get rich quick Uh, and you should go listen to that podcast episode because it's very different and I think you're going to learn a lot from that. But I don't want you to learn, I don't want you to fall for anything where you don't understand like what's actually going on. So you need to take full control. So when I realized how I can, like after those 12 months I told you about where I just went all in and then I learned property, I bought two of the wrong properties but then I went all in and then I was, I felt like it was easier than I thought. Like once I learned it all, I was like, wait, it can't be this easy, right? And the penny dropped and it, all of a sudden everything made sense. And it took me 12 months to work this out and a lot of books. But when it actually worked out, when I, when I worked it out, I realized investing is so much easier than I thought. So I went to the test and I was like, okay, I'm going to buy a property. I'm going to buy some shares and see if this is the way. And I did. And it worked. And then I've done it again and again, and it works and it works and again and again, and it worked and it worked. And then I've been able to go across different verticals and with my same system and it's worked so many times. I'm going to give you that secret too. What is it? So I helped, I've actually helped other friends do it as well and it's worked for them. And so I've realized like, it's so much easier than you think. And so one thing, if you don't take away anything else from this episode, I want you to know it is easier than you think. It really is. Okay. Like when I was poor, when I was living, you know, in so low socioeconomic area, when we're going homeless, all this stuff, we were always taught that there's things for the elite, tax breaks for the elite, like the rich make more money. The rich just make money on money and makes money, right? You learn all these things. And then it feels like it's so out of reach for us. Like it's just not for me and I don't deserve it. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the right friends. I don't have the right network. I don't have the right knowledge. I don't have the right course. I don't have the right book. I don't have the right whatever it is, mindset. But I want to tell you, you do. You actually have all of it. And as creative entrepreneurs, we have more of it than anybody else and I talk about this a lot in business like creatives have more they got more intuition they got more imagination they got more foresight they got more creativity than anybody else and all these things are the most important things they got more belief all these things, are the most important things when it comes to investing, because you can outsource all the number crunching, you know, all that stuff. You can find people to help you. And I have done that. I'm not great at math. I've got people that will do the numbers for me and I can pay them a fee. That's no problem at all. Because my best asset is being creative. I am creative. I think into the future. I have foresight. I have an imagination and I'm able to visualize I visualize the, the asset, the vehicle that I'm working on, what I believe is going to be the use case of it in the future, is it going to be around, is demand going to increase, will the price increase, and will this work for me? And so I think of those things. And so for you, when I, when I dumb things down, when I talk about money and investing, the reason why I'm trying to dumb it down for you is because I want you to know easier than you think. If your partner right now says, oh, you wouldn't understand, you know, I'm, I'm on a... I'm on the shares. You wouldn't understand, babe, you wouldn't understand what I'm doing. It's too complicated. It means they don't know what they're doing. And then that's red flag. You need to know that it's someone that anyone that knows what they're doing can explain it to a three-year-old and it's not a problem. So that's a huge one for you. So secrets. What are the secrets? Okay, so here's the big secret. Write this down. The secret that I've learned is the vehicle plus time. That is the big secret. It's the vehicle plus time. Now, a lot of the times we get this completely wrong and we just don't know, like we haven't systemized it for ourselves. But what does this mean? Let's break it down. So vehicle, what is vehicle? Vehicle is the asset that you're going to invest in. So what is an asset? An asset is something that gives you a greater return on investment or gives you cash flow or gives you a positive outcome. It's different to a liability. Liability, is something that sucks from you. An asset is something that gives back to you, Right. So that's the vehicle. What could that be? Well, it could be property, could be shares. Shares are pieces of a big company. So you believe in a big company, maybe Apple, and then you buy Apple shares and now you are a part owner of that company. And as that company does better and makes more sales, you in return get rewarded for giving Apple some money so then they can use your money to keep growing their business, right? Cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency, NFTs, things like that. Personally, I'm not on NFTs. A lot of cryptocurrencies I don't believe in, but I do believe in cryptocurrency. And that is one of my main things I invest in. In fact, right now I am starting to get back into it because you probably know that I did sell all my Bitcoin and all my cryptocurrency, what was it, last last year, a year ago? yeah. I sold out, made a lot of money from it, and I'm slowly starting to get back in now. Next year, I'm going to be getting really heavy back into it and going for the next cycle once again. So, um that's something that I'm doing. I can keep you updated on all that stuff as well if you want to know about that. But again, not financial advice. This is just what I do. Um you got a lot of other things as well. There's bonds and, you know, there's tons of different things, but we're going to keep it really simple and actually I'm only going to talk about I'm going to talk about five things. What can you invest in? Here's five things. And in order, you can invest in you, most important one. And I've said this so many times and I know you're probably listening. Oh yeah, Jai, I know you say that, but what does that even mean? Investing in you is the most important thing. When I go back to my story, right? I spent 12 months as a student, just learning everything, invested $20,000 into some financial advisors, listening to them, booking meetings with my accountant, understanding how they talk, um, the language that they use, understanding how tax works, everything like that, reading every single book. If I didn't do those things, I wouldn't have the success that I have right now, full stop, because I wouldn't be able to move forward with confidence. The more that you know, the more confident you're going to be in making the right decision. And that's the most important thing. So investing in you, and that doesn't need to be a lot of money. That's a lot of the times, a lot of time. So invest in you, make sure you do everything in your power to become the best version of yourself. Okay. Don't hold back on that one because most of us do. I see too many people. We go and buy premium gas for our car and then we feed ourselves McDonald's, right? Or we sit around on Facebook group, consuming, 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 complaining, 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 getting into Facebook groups and then talking about how things are not working anymore and bringing people down instead of creating, 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 become a creator, bring value to the world. You know, don't suck the life out of the world by bringing our problems to everybody in Facebook groups. Like you got to bring value to people. How can you help someone right now? So invest in you. Number one, number two, the second thing you got to invest in is your business because your business is the thing that's making you money, right? It's the thing that's going to, it's the vehicle, number one vehicle that's going to help you invest and scale. So your business, if you can keep learning how to do your business better, investing in your business, wherever it needs to be, learning faster systems. So you're not just sitting there writing emails all the time and editing all the time and talking to PR all the time, like whatever it is, right? You need quicker systems. You need to get more profit in your business and increase that cash flow. And you need to exceed your customers' expectations. It's the number one thing in business. Exceed your customers' expectations and man, you will never run out of work. I'm telling you that right now. Okay. So business, how can you reinvest back in your business all the time? My business, like a lot of people don't know this, but I'm on a wage right now, $600 per week. My business turns over millions of dollars, and I'm on a wage six hundred dollars. My accountant goes, Joe, why do you do that? I don't understand. Like, when are you gonna you gonna want to get some money out soon? I'm like, I don't need money. Like, my business, I reinvest everything back into my business, so I can keep creating bigger things and doing bigger things and getting myself further because I'm playing the long game. I'm not trying to go for quick wins. I'm not trying to go for get rich quick schemes. I'm not trying to rip people off. I'm trying to create so much value for people that people can't not take notice of me. And then if I look after my business, my business is going to look after me, right? Now, what do we do with that money that we make? So I am leveling myself up. So I invested in me. The next thing is the business. I'm going to keep investing in my business, man. Every single course that comes out about business, I'm I'm buying it. I always do. I literally do everything. I buy courses for my, for my staff. Like we're obsessed as a team of learning the next thing. What's one thing that's going to shave off just a little bit of time in my business, because it's going to take me to another level. Okay. So then the third thing is shares. The fourth thing is Bitcoin. And the last one is property. Now let me explain all of those. Personally, I don't buy shares. I did a long time ago, but personally it's not where I'm passionate about. So I personally don't do it. Okay. Personally, personally, I've gone all in and I've learned everything to do with cryptocurrency. I've loved it. I've been on it since about 2015, 2014. And it's one thing that I obsess over and I understand it. I don't understand shares because I just can't learn too many things, but I do know Bitcoin. Now with cryptocurrency and Bitcoin in particular, what I do is I believe that it's a very volatile and it can be very risky to invest in something like that. So what I do, number one rule in investing is don't lose money. That's the number one rule. Don't lose your money, right? Because so many, so often we get scammed and we put things into something and then we lose all our money. So what do I do with all this money? So me personally, I invest in myself, which allows me to become the best version of myself when I'm showing up in my business and I keep investing in my business. My business makes more cash flow. With my cash flow, I put it into cryptocurrency. With that cryptocurrency, it increases in value, very volatile, but increases in value. And it's one of the best assets, performing assets over the last, I think, 14 years running. So it increases in value. And then I withdraw it and then I park it in property. So that's what I do. I know a lot of people ask me, Joe, what do you do? How does it all work? So business. Continues to create cash flow. Cash flow allows me to put it into cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency allows me to double, triple, and sometimes 10x my money. Then that 10x money when it's volatile, but when it gets to the top, I withdraw it and then I buy another property from it. And then why do I buy property? Because property is what I believe so much more safe, but also gives you cash flow. So now the property starts paying me money. And then with that money that comes, same as my business, I can start putting into cryptocurrency again if I want to. And then I can start buying more properties, right? After a while, you can probably see that I don't no longer have to have my business because those things are going to be self-sufficient. Now, the reason why I don't believe in 401ks or superannuation and things like that, that get you to when you're very old and you retire is because I believe you do need to get rich quick. The quicker that you get rich, the healthier that you are for a longer period of time, the better quality of life that you have for a longer period of time the more you can show up and enjoy everything for a longer period of time, right? Because what we do now is we work our butts off in our 20s and 30s and 40s, struggling. In 50s, we get comfortable and in 60s, we retire. And so what if we flip the script and we go, okay, so I'm going to work hard in my 20s and 30s. Actually, I'm going to you know what I'm actually going to do. I'm going to travel in my twenties. I'm going to be a photographer. I'm going to go live the dream in my twenties. In my thirties, I'm going to be serious. I'm going to learn money. I'm going to invest the fuck out of all my money into whatever I can, make as many sacrifices as I can. I'm not going to buy that new car. I'm not going to buy that new house and do whatever I have to do to make this work. And by the time I'm 40, I'm going to retire. And that can be you. I mean, I've done it. I mean, I can do it right now and I'm 36, but I'm telling you right now, even no matter where you are right now you can retire in 10 years definitely you know it's all mindset but we've been just taught to do things the wrong way like enjoy yourself when you're old not when you're young i say enjoy yourself when you're young work it out in the middle and then just keep cruising right so that's how i work so personally just going on to property I won't really talk about the other ones to be honest so i don't talk about shares because i don't really dabble in shares like for me it's you know it's a slow game and you need a lot of money and it's just not it's just not where I am. Cryptocurrency for me works more with my brain because it's innovative. My I love anything innovative. I hate relic anything, right? And don't forget the reason why I don't like financial advisors because they're all historians. They're teaching you what happened 100 years ago and for the past 100 years, but they don't really look towards the future. Entrepreneurs do that. So if you're an entrepreneur, even if you're a creative entrepreneur, that's why I was saying your best assets, because you're no longer a historian. You are an innovator. You're looking forward all the time. You know, you're having, you got good beliefs, you got vision, all these things. You're a visionary. So all these things are going to take you forward to be able to make a lot more money instead of being dwelling in the past of what worked in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s and the in the 2000s and the, and the 2021s and, and whatever it is. So cryptocurrency works really good for me because it's open all the time. The cycles are really fast. There's really good patterns in there and there's a crazy obsessed community. It's wild. It's the wild west. It's not regulated yet. I love all that kind of stuff, man. Like it's it's risky. I love that, you know? So it plays on my strengths for everything. It's just my perfect asset. Now property, the way I set up property is I actually have a separate business and it's just for property, right? So I don't buy property in my own personal name. I buy it in a business. Now there's a lot of good reasons to do this and I do believe you should do this, but I have a trust fund And that trust fund owns the company and the company buys these assets. Now, why do I do that? Well, one is because if I want to give my assets to someone else, like maybe I want to give a house to my mom or to my wife or whatever, I don't have to sell it to them. I can actually transfer it to them inside that trust, which is awesome. It protects me from getting sued. It protects me from a lot of liability. So having a separate to me means I'm very much protected as well. There's a lot of tax benefits. So having in a trust and having a company, there's a lot of tax benefits. And then you have multiple companies, you can do multiple things. Another thing is you can borrow more money because if it's a self-sufficient business, it's no longer you. So after a while, believe it or not, then this might be a little bit too advanced for you. I don't know if you've just started investing or where, where you're at with it. But if you've got properties all set up in your business, Eventually, you can actually borrow a lot more money because your business is worth a lot of money. so instead of you borrowing money based on your last year's tax return and how much money that you make in your photography business and your creative business like whatever it is, now you've got a self-sufficient business that can borrow money based on all the assets and cash flow that it has, which is completely separate to whether or not you even work. so it means you can get a lot more you can. Borrow a lot more as you move up there. So, for me, for instance, I have a business right now that has all my properties. So, I have about eight properties right now in that business. And that varies. Like, I've got commercial, um, I've got industrial, I've got houses, I've got apartments. So, I've got a bunch of things in there. I'm going to build some townhouses, a bunch of things in there. But as we all know a business is worth roughly around 10x whatever the profit is from your business. So if my business made $100,000 per year profit, that means that business is worth a million dollars, right? So if it made a profit a $1 million, then it's worth $10 million business. And what does that mean? It means I can borrow against that business. So if I need $10 million now to buy more property, I can do that, right? Because it's no longer based on me and how much my buying power is. You're now leveraging your whole portfolio. And if it's separate to you, the bank sees it's very safe. It's very easy to organize when you're doing all the accounts and everything else. And then you can just keep buying properties and keep buying properties, right? Now, one thing with property is a lot of people think it's harder than it is. It's, you know, I'm never going to be able to afford it. When I was growing up, everyone said, if I'm a struggling artist, I'm never going to be able to buy a house. I'm never going to be able to. You just hear it over and over and over, man. There's so many people that identified them as a struggling artist. I heard, you know, in Australia, there's a guy that came out and said, if you're having smashed avocado on toast in the morning, then say goodbye to ever owning a house. And the dream's getting further and further. Now, there's a big difference between buying a home and an investment property. Huge difference because buying a home is a liability. Now, you can't change my mind on that because I know so many people like to fight me on that. No, I bought a home, so I've invested. It's not true. You've bought yourself a huge liability. The banks are going to see that as a liability. So if you go in to borrow some money for an investment property, the first thing they're going to say is like, oh, my God. You got a lot of debt, you bought a home and that's a huge liability. You have to pay the interest. You get no tax breaks. You have to pay the maintenance. You got to pay land rates. You got to pay land tax. You got to pay everything on that. So the bank sees you as, oh my God, you're poor. Even though you've got money coming in, you are broke. But if you've got investment properties, the bank sees you as rich because they're like, oh, so you're worth a lot more money. You've got cash flow. You pay, someone pays you rent. And then you pay interest, but you pay that before tax, you get huge tax benefits. There's so many things that make, oh I mean, everything's a write off, but so many things that allows you to move forward means you can borrow more money because when the bank sees that you got an asset, then you can buy another asset because you can even peg them together and then you can buy another asset and another asset and it becomes easier and easier. So my advice, if if you're thinking about buying property, a couple of things. One is go and talk to your accountant, get some actual sound advice on how you should set it up. Spend the money early on, setting up a trust fund. I set up a trust fund. It cost me around $1,500 and I think it cost me about $1,000 a year to upkeep. Yes, that sounds like a lot of money to a lot of people, but doing it right from the start, man, it saved me so much money. Just in fact, I went and seen my accountant a couple of days ago for my last financial tax return. And they literally said, Jai, from that one meeting we had last year, that cost us two grand to sit in together, that strategy session that we had. Just having a look over here, that resulted in, I think it was $104,000 saved in taxes in this tax return, just because you came in, took control, and you changed a few things on how you structured properties and things like that. And it changed the game for me. Right, one little thing, one little thing. So, a lot of the times we, we see something go like, Oh, I'm not going to set nothing up. I'm not going to talk to an accountant because I can't afford it. But if you're spending a lot of money on buying a property and investing in a property, then I believe that's what you should do. Now, big secret on property when you buy, okay, let's go back. Which one's better? Shares, Bitcoin, property. Well, property always is, and here's why one, it gives you cash flow. Okay, so the other ones don't really give you cash flow. Two, You can leverage your money so far. Now, here's an example of how you get rich. Leverage, man. Leverage is how you get anything. How do you get Instagram followers? Leverage. How do you get bigger in any niche? Leverage. Always. You got levers. You got to pull these levers, right? How do you make a fuckload of money? Leverage. What is leverage? Well, I can leverage my business to be able to buy property, right? So I just leverage something there. I worked hard. When I was a wedding photographer, I worked hard as a wedding photographer. I leveraged that business, the money that I was making to buy a property. Now, leverage. What you do is you leverage the bank's money. So the more debt, you, you've heard this so many times, but you've, you've heard the more debt that you get, the more money that you're going to make. And I'll tell you why. It's hard to just invest all your own money because let's say, for instance, you're going to buy a $500,000 investment property. thousand dollars a lot of money, Right. And if you had to save for that, that is going to take you a long, long time. No one can really afford it. Maybe you can, I don't know. But even if you can, you shouldn't do it. Now, let's just say we put down a 10% deposit. So cash, we put down $50,000 and then we borrowed 90%. So with that, I got out a loan of $450,000. Now with that, there's going to be some buying costs some taxes and things like that. You're probably looking at about another twenty thousand just for that. But for this analogy, let's put that to the side because that's something separate. So let's just say there's nothing else. I just bought a five hundred thousand dollar house and I put down fifty thousand dollars of my own money. Now guess what? Next year, I just heard that property just went up in that area ten percent. Guess what that means? Well, for starters. If I bought that property with cash, $500,000, it means I just made $50,000 on my investment. $50,000 what I made if I didn't borrow any money. So if I put outlaid $500,000 cash, the property went up 10%, then I've just made myself, before taxes and everything, $50,000 because the property is now worth $550,000, right? Now let's go scenario. B, I put down fifty thousand dollars as a deposit. I borrow ninety thousand dollars. Sorry, ninety percent. I borrow ninety percent. I don't want to confuse you here. So I borrowed four hundred and fifty, and then the property prices go up ten percent. What happens? Well, I made fifty thousand dollars. I still made fifty thousand dollars, but guess what? I doubled my money. I doubled my initial investment because I only put in fifty. Right. Property price went up ten percent. Now I have a hundred, so I just doubled my income. I just doubled my money. Does that make sense? My initial investment was only fifty, so the bank allows you to have more skin in the game because you're no longer just investing fifty. You're investing five hundred thousand dollars, and it's not even your money. And the best part about it is someone else rents the property, right? And they're paying for the interest. And also you're going to get tax breaks. So at the end of it, you probably don't even have to pay for the house. So you put 50,000 in, you got everyone else to pay for everything. Property prices just went up 10%. And oh my God, I just doubled my money. Maybe in 10 years, imagine if the property price doubled. So it went from 500,000 and then in 10 years time it was worth a million dollars, which we all know this happens all the time. Your initial investment was only $50,000. From that $50,000, you now have an additional $500,000. You 10 times your initial investment over 10 years. That's pretty incredible. And you could sell it right there if you wanted to pay back the bank. Even though you didn't even pay anything to the bank to start off with because someone else was already renting it for you. So using leverage is a massive puller. Massive lever that you can use to make a lot more money. So think about this. If you had $500,000 right now, instead of buying one property cash and then not making much of a return on investment, imagine if you went to the bank and said, I want to buy $5 million worth of property, right? So you bought five properties, $1 million dollars each, and you paid $100,000 cash for each of them. Does that make sense? And it means Instead of getting 50 grand when the property prices go up 10%, you will now get $500,000 when the property goes up 10%, right? So it works on bigger and bigger scales. And that's how you build wealth. If you want true wealth is you use property. So I definitely jump on and and I buy Bitcoin. I buy all the different things. You know, I'm into it. I'm risky. I love it. You know, I go crazy, but I'm playing a bigger game because I put that all the small amounts of money and then I leverage it as far as I can, stretch it out. So then I am always max leveraged out and have as much debt as possible. I'm taking on as much risk as possible because I am only in my thirties. I've got a long time to go, hopefully touch wood. So I'm not risk averse right now. I am going all in because like I said before, I want to get rich quick. I don't want to do it slow. I don't want a superannuation fund. I don't want any of those things. And the results have been for me of being able to build my net worth higher and higher and higher so fast. You know, I never thought, like I knew in 2020 I'd be a millionaire, but I never thought I'd get to where I even am today. I never thought I'd be able to keep scaling up. And now that I know the formula, I know that it's infinite. I can keep doing it and keep doing it. So it depends on how ambitious I am. So yes, the hardest step for you, and this is going way too deep for you, but the hardest step for you always is just doing the first step. And I'm going to talk about that at the end. So the big secret, I talked about it, right? So the big secret was vehicle, which we just talked about. So those are the vehicles that make me all the money. What's the second bit? It was time. What does time mean? Well, this is what everyone gets wrong. Drastically wrong. Everyone. And this is why everyone's not rich. It's not because of the vehicle. Man, people know the vehicle, but people don't fucking understand time. I'm telling you that right now. It blows my mind. And I want you to understand time. What's cool is you have this thing. So if you've got the vehicle plus time, it equals compounding. And compounding, according to Warren Buffett, one of the biggest investors in the world, says it's the eighth wonder of the world and doesn't understand how more people don't understand it. Compounding is just the same as getting a small snowball at the top of the hill and then throwing it down the hill. And by the time it gets to the bottom, it's huge. It can take it out a town, right? So compounding is, for instance, if my property went up that 10%. So it's worth $550,000 now. So in year two, guess what? I have now invested in the market a $550,000 property. And then let's say the next year goes up 10%. So now it's not just 550 going up to 600. It will be just slightly higher. I don't know how to do that math right there, but it's going to be higher and higher and higher. And it takes about 10 years to get huge compound effects. But what happens is in the last three years, it just go dramatically increases, dramatically increases, but most people can't get there. So time is the biggest thing that we have. And you got to be patient with everything. So a lot of people come to me, Jai, should I buy Bitcoin? Yeah, do it. The next day they come to me, Jai, it went down 20%. It went down 5%. It went down $2. It went down something. Why are you looking at it? I mean, you've got to look at things as like a 10-year cycle, right? You bought the asset, seriously, get on and start researching other things. Research how you can increase your earning capacity or the next vehicle that you need to go on or, you know, research things, right? Because time is the thing that makes everything work. It's really hard to say to you, buy a property and I guarantee it's going to go up 10% next year. It won't. You know, that's just the way that it works. It's probably going to go down 10%. Maybe you'll go down 20 But in five years time, it will go up dramatically. it will go up 50%. And then when you average it over 10 years, you're like, oh, wow, that works out to be around about 10% per year. That's incredible. So unless you time the market perfectly, but it's not about that. It's not about timing the market. You've heard this before, I'm sure. It's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market, right? Being in the market. So the biggest investors, they are not rushing to anything. They know they've got all the time in the world. But they need to use that time by having money leveraged from the bank into the share market so then that way they're exposed to what the market's actually doing and they have a chance of winning. Because right now, if you're not doing anything, you have no chance of building wealth. There isn't any chance. You could go and book some more work, another photo shoot. You could go and do a special. You can go and do one more gig. You ain't building nothing, man. There is no wealth coming in. It's just you selling your time, which is your biggest asset. And you need to value your time over everything else. So I want you to think about that. If my time is worth the most, and if I've got a lot of it, especially if I'm in my 20s, my 30s, my 40s, my 50s, even my 60s, I've got a lot of it, right? I need to start using it. And how do I use it? Well, it's time in the market. The longer I can be in the market, the more I can be exposed to compounding, the more chances I have of winning, you know, so... That's all I need to do. Now, people won't do this. I said just a few years ago, I remember what was 2020, 2019, I said to people, all my friends, um, I was like, man, you got to get jump on Bitcoin right now. If you want to get rich in around about 2021, like I'm telling you right now, get on it, buy as much as you can. Guess what? I don't think one friend did it. Well, maybe one did. No, none of them. And then they're like, John, you should have told me. Well, I did. You didn't buy it because you have seen two years waiting and not having that money on hand was not worth doing. So if I told you right now, Bitcoin's going to be huge in 2024, 2025. It's going to be huge. Would you be willing to give up that $500 you got in your bank account and put it in there? Or is that just too far away for you? You know, so for me, I'm always playing that long game. So whenever I make a move in chess, whenever I'm making that move, I know what my next move is and the one after and the one after for starters, but I know how long it's going to take minimum and I'm allowing myself to make the money that I need to make to put into things. So I don't need the money, right? Here's one little thing I did. If you don't know the story, when I first started getting 2019, when I got into Bitcoin heavy, because I lost some money in 2017, 2019, I was like convinced this thing's going to blow up. But I didn't have any extra money. I was working around the clock shooting weddings like a maniac. I was shooting... I think I was shooting like 50, 60 weddings all around the world. I was going nuts on it. But I didn't have any extra money. I had full-time staff. I had all sorts of things going on. So what I did was I started doing workshops that year. And I promised myself, every workshop that I do and every single one that I sell out, I'm not even going to look at that money. I'm going to get that money and transfer it straight into my Bitcoin account. That's it. So that's the extra money. So... It motivated me to take on that extra side hustle, get out there and actually teach people, sell tickets with that ticket money. I made roughly that year an additional $50,000, which almost fucking killed me because I was working probably 50, 60 hours a week, 50, 60 weddings I was shooting all over the place, traveling everywhere. And then during the weeks trying to sell out tickets, which is so hard if you've ever done a workshop before, convincing people that my thing is the thing that they need. Coming up with with the whole workshop, like building it out, making sure I'm over delivering, exceeding people's expectations so if more people are going to keep coming back. Like it was such a hard hustle. And at the end of it, $50,000. But that 50, I actually turned it into $1 million just a couple of years later. So that's all I had invested in Bitcoin. That went to $1 million. I sold that million and then I leveraged it from the bank to buy more properties, and then from there, those properties are all paying for themselves, and then the market's going up, and then I can leverage even more money, right? And then I can do the cycle again and again. So, just to pull the curtains back on how my financial life works, now you can see. Business is always. That's why I'm happy. I mean, I just take $600 a week. I don't need crazy amounts of money. I don't need things. You know, I don't need anything more than what anyone else has. And so for me, it's all about reinvesting all the time, because I know in my 30s, all I'm doing is stacking. And that's what's really important. Collecting, stacking, earning. Collecting, stacking, earning, right? As much as you can. Now, we all know the secret is the vehicle plus time, and that's going to equal compounding. So what I want you to do is I want you to learn the right vehicle. And you only need to learn one. Learn the vehicle. What is going to be the thing for you? and then get obsessed. How the fuck am I going to obtain this vehicle? If it's a property, how, how are you going to go out there and do something to get that 10% deposit? Are you going to do a side hustle? Are you going to build something? Are you going to take on extra work? Like, Are you going to offer an extra product? Are you going to get an extra job? Are you going to drive Uber? Like, Do whatever it takes, man. Do whatever it takes to make that money because you're changing your life. The things that happen now are compound so far that if you drove Uber for it. If you drove Uber for a year and made an additional $20,000 and that allowed you to buy a house for $200,000 in 10 years time, that means the Uber driving that you did would have on average paid you $200,000 that year because you 10X your money as the property prices went up, right? So whenever you're working now, you're not working for the $20,000, you're working for a bigger cause because in 20 years time with compounding, it's going to be worth a shitload more than that. So you can see now the big giant effects that things have on us right now have on our life. And then in the reverse, if you do nothing, how much is that costing you? And I say this all the time. I say this with my course. I say this with business. I say this like, how much does it cost you not to be in my course? How much does it cost you not to read these books? How much does it cost you not listening to this podcast? How much does it cost you not taking action? How much does inaction cost you right now? You should be scared of inaction because you're not being invested because you can't afford it. It's too hard. Your partner does it for you. You're not smart enough. You don't have the right education. You don't have the right career. You don't know what to do. Like, how much are those complaints and excuses costing you right now when you add on compounding? It's fucking shitloads, man. I'm telling you. So, sorry about being blunt, but I just wanted to put it out there. So, there's a few things I've just wanted to finish off here. I've got a couple of couple little things. Number one rule, if you have a partner, get them on board. Number two rule, if your partner does everything and then you just are fully out of control because a lot of the times a lot of females don't like to invest because investing is not for girls, investing is not for females. My partner does it all. Like all that's BS. You're hiding behind something. You need to get in front and do things. The amount of times I have seen in my personal life, where a family's income is given to the male of the family and then they invest all their money and they don't even know what they're doing and they lose it all. And then, you know, maybe the wife says, well, oh, well, like he lost all our money and stuff. I'm like, well, you know, it's your fault. You need, like, this is a world where, you know, most partners work Equally, most people do everything equally. So, you need to take control of the money equally and don't allow anyone to hold you back. Don't let your partner tell you that it's too hard, it's not for you, it's not a girl's world, you know, it's not where you should be. Because, man, all that's BS. You've got to take control of yourself if you want to make a change in your life and for your children and for your partner and for your friends and for your parents and for everybody else around you. Because that's what life is all about. Okay, this one's just a huge one. I actually want to finish with this one. The biggest excuse that I hear is I don't have money right now. And this is complete BS, man, because if, and I see, I see friends say this, like they're standing there with a cappuccino in their hand that could just cost them $5 and then they've got a chocolate croissant. And there's another $5 to standing there with $10 in their hand. I've got no money right now to do that. I'm going to do that when I'm old in the future. Now the problem is you're never going to do it because it's a habit. You know, it's not just about the belief and knowing how to do it and the skills. It's the habit of doing it. So if you don't have the money now, what's to say you're going to have the money in the future? You won't have any money because you didn't invest, right? So what you have to do is even if you got $5 in your bank account right now, open up an account somewhere and put that money into the share market, put it into cryptocurrency, put it into a savings account for property, like do something. Because if you don't do anything and you don't allow that money to leave your bank account, you won't ever do it. It's the act an action that makes all the difference. So instead of saying, I don't have the money, tell someone, like if I said, Hey, you doing some investing? Hey, Jai, I don't invest much, but I did invest $5 this week. Good. I don't have much Jai, but I did invest $10 instead of getting that Frappuccino. Good. Right. So it doesn't have to be huge amounts of money because what happens is it will start growing and then you'll start taking notice. And when you have money in the share market, You will start taking notice of what the share market's doing, what cryptocurrency is doing, what the market's doing, what the global economy is doing. You start taking notice because you've got skin in the game. Even if it's $50, it doesn't matter. So what I want you to do is I want you to get uncomfortable with inaction. I want you to get comfortable with action. And what do you do to start? You just get out your wallet, you get out your credit card, you get out your bank account and you transfer some money to something. And even if you lose that money, that's good. Because now you're on the road to financial freedom. It's not about winning all the time. It's about being in the game and out of the grandstands. One of the most important things for you to take away from this podcast episode is, well, actually a lot of things. One is take full control of everything. You are the captain of this ship. You've got to navigate this motherfucker around the world, wherever you want to go to your unrealistic dreams, your unrealistic goals. Don't let anyone stop you from doing that. So take full control of and full responsibility of the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Take huge action. Find out what vehicle is the one for you. Allow yourself to have time in the market. So time is the most important thing. And if that's true, that means whatever money you got in your bank account right now, if you've got $5 sitting on your desk, invest it somewhere. Because if time in the market equals compounding, then that $5 is worth being in the market, not on your desk. Because as we all know, with inflation, with the money dropping, your money is losing value every single year at an alarming rate. You're losing money. If you had $100,000 in your bank account last year, it's not worth that much this year. And it certainly is not going to be worth that much next year. But if you did have it in something else, maybe in the cryptocurrency, maybe in some shares, maybe with that 100000 you bought a property worth $500,000, you actually leveraged some debt to get into the market, and then you started building wealth, man. You're changing the game for yourself. You're writing a whole new story. You know, you're no longer going to be a struggling artist that has to be on that wheel, working for clients that we don't always love all the time, right? And then thinking it's all out of our control because there's nothing that we can do. So I want you to stop with the, I can't afford it right now. It's too hard. My partner does it all for me. I'm not smart enough. I don't even know where to start because I've told you where to start start learning, just start by investing even a little bit, just get into the market. And taking financial control is one of the most important things because what you're doing is you're buying back your time. And if you want to know what I believe, why you have to be so successful, if you listen to the last podcast episode I just brought out on why success matters and why it needs to matter for you, then you need to listen to it because I want you to get off that train of having to create your beautiful work for clients all the time and get back onto the train of creating for yourself and not being stuck to trying to hustle the marketing and everything else that you have to do to try and get more clients in. And the train just keeps going and going and going. So that's it for today. And I just want to say a huge thank you for listening. I know that you won't agree with everything that I say. I know sometimes this stuff can be really hard and it can feel so overwhelming. I know you might have more questions than answers right now, but I do want to let you know, like you need to go toward your dreams and just listening to this stuff. I hope it helps you start that conversation. Maybe you're going to start a conversation with your partner maybe with your best friend, maybe with your business partner, maybe with an employee, maybe with your boss, like whoever it is, make sure you get obsessed with this and ask the right questions to those people. How did you make money? What are you doing right now? How are you investing? What can I do to put my money in the market? I don't have much, but I'm willing to do it. You know, instead of saying, I don't have any money, I can't afford it right now. say I don't have much, but I'm willing to do it. Jai, Can you tell me where I should put that money? What should I at least listen to? What should I read? What room should I be in? And of course, never stop investing in you and your business because that's the two things that's going to keep bringing you cash flow. Learning how to earn and then your business, increasing the value of your business. And then so you can continue to bring in cash flow. So then that cash flow you can put into riskier assets. Those riskier assets can, can increase in price. Then you take them out of there and put them into something that's more safe, that gives you cash flow, something like property. And then the cycle goes on and on. And within 10 years, you're going to be financially free without doing all the bullshit, the 401ks and everything else that everyone tells you you need to do. So keep it up. If you've got any questions, hit me up on Instagram at jylong.co. Make sure you share this episode. It's the only way that this podcast grows and I seriously appreciate it. You can share it on Instagram if you want to and tag me. I always reshare. I really, really appreciate you sharing this knowledge with your friends and family because it really does help Everybody have better conversations, and everybody's thinking about this stuff. So, if you share it with your inner circle, I guess what at Christmas time they're probably going to be talking about investing, cryptocurrency, NFTs. They'll be talking about all these things, and it's the conversation that you do want instead of this year. It didn't go well for me. I couldn't afford it. We can't afford it right now, you know. And all those conversations, which you don't always want to have. So again. Thank you for listening to Make Your Break. Maybe I'll see some of you guys at the summit next week. I hope so because it's going to be mind-blowing. I've invested a lot of money into this because I always invest back into my students and into what I teach and I love doing it. It seriously makes me so happy. And um, yeah, see you very soon.